I think this is the closest we're going to get to Darth Jar Jar. The founder of the future. This is the way. This is the way. everyone, welcome back to another Mando-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And we are back with yeah. The Mandalorian, Season 3, Episode 4, Chapter 20, The Foundling. Yeah. And before we get started, if you don't follow us on YouTube... Oh, true. We didn't announce that you, publicly. You missed something. So. True. If you, because I was thinking I was going to put a little like a minute commercial on the podcast, like just a separate thing, but like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say it online. On, 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 nah, on, on, air. on air. But on Sunday, Drew and I did a YouTube exclusive video. You can only find it on YouTube and it is a review of season one of The Last of Us. We did. So if you watch that show on HBO, great show, mm-hmm. but you want to hear a breakdown of the entire season, Drew and I just kind of winged it. We just kind of made it up as we went along, but we did about an hour-long episode of just talking about the season and reviewing it and all that jazz. So if you are a fan of the show, Go check that out. Follow us on YouTube. And the reason we did it is because we're thinking of maybe offering some non-Star Wars content that would maybe be through a Patreon paywall type thing just to make a few extra bucks because we don't want to be, be sellouts and water down our podcast by doing everything. True. So, so if you if you want us to cover Star Trek, we could do that on behind a paywall. <laughs> but anyway... Go check that out if you haven't already. We already got like a million views on it. What is it? It was like 60-some views on 60, it. 60-something million, yeah. Is it 66? Like 66 million, yeah. something like that? Um, But yeah, go check that out. It'll be a lot of fun. Let us know if you would want some other content outside Star Wars in the comments on YouTube or just tell us in Discord or an email or something. All right. Cool, cool. But you're here for The Mandalorian. Drew. You just finished watching it, like always. Yeah. What were your thoughts of this episode? I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, I thought it was really fun. I, it was underwhelming. Who saved Grogu? Not gonna lie, because we've been building this scene up in our heads since we found out that he was uh. 
was actually part of the Jedi Order and how he was saved. And we were like, it could be Windu. It could have been Obi-Wan, maybe. It could have been... I don't know. We were thinking, like, everything in the book, right? And then it was Jar Jar. <laughs> but do you know the significance of the two significant things about this? So I'm, I'm sure you know that this was Ahmad Best, the actor who voiced mm-hmm. Jar Jar Binks. So if you didn't know that, if voiced you're listening. Voiced and walked Jar Jar. Okay. That is true. He, he was did. Jar Jar. <laughs> he just, he walked, but just in place of. But, um, yeah, so Ahmad Best got to play Kellerin Beck. Now, so... Ahmad Best hosts a kid's game show where he plays the Jedi, uh, Keller and Beck, which I never watched. I never thought about it. But it's cool that they took his character from that kid's mm-hmm. like game show and made him a canon character. Cause well, the- and I think his, his character is canon in the comics, too. Uh, I looked up on Wikipedia... He's and not? it says appearances are just the show and oh, this okay. episode. So never mind then. Um, I thought he was already in. So games. in the show, he's hanging out with kids while they're doing a con like game show stuff. So it's like he's training little Padawans, and so here he's taking care of Padawans. So I thought that was cool. Um, I so you were okay with it. I. It's growing on me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought, thought I thought I was gonna. It. I thought I was gonna be someone, a character we already knew, that was, like we well, said, like I was hoping it would do or something. But, like, at first I was like, I didn't recognize him right away, but then like after like twenty seconds, I was like, oh wait, is that a mod best? Like, oh, that's kind of cool, <laughs> and then. Like I didn't, I didn't even notice, know of the show. I heard of the show before, but I didn't even know enough about to make that connection until I mm-hmm. saw someone else say that. But I knew that he that that's probably what it was because I re- I knew that he was doing the show stuff. So then when I saw him, I was like, "Is that they really do this right now?" So you're disappointed I, then? I was disappointed because I thought it was Miss Windu. Like when he opened the door. It was like, who? But then I also kind of was spoiled well, by this too. Why? Because um, a bunch of people that we follow on our Instagram were posting pictures of Jar Jar today. And I'm like, okay. And then there was pictures of Ahmad Best like in their stories and stuff. And I was like, I hope this isn't real. That's wrong. why you don't watch, look at that stuff at all. I hope this isn't real. And it was so. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't mind. I I guess I don't care. But I think it's all like I just wanted it to be Mace Windu, and that way Mace Windu saved, and then we can get him another content potentially later. I don't know. I think it sets up something for him because he's alive at the end when he rescues Grogu. So oh, for for a mod best, yeah. For sure. So like that character could be in something moving forward that we see. Oh, yeah. I think we'll probably see him um, at some point. Now, this is kind of funny because 
when I first saw the door open and looked saw him, like I thought it looked like Forrest Whitaker for a second. Like mm. like a young Forrest Whitaker. I'm like Saw Guerrera? Like <laughs> I don't know. Like it was I don't know. It was at first I thought it was like it was supposed to be that it was Forrest Whitaker. Just because it was like coming out of the shadows and you couldn't really see the face right away. Mm. And then it was like, okay. But like that would have been some crazy stuff. It was Saw Guerrera. I would have um, but that wouldn't have made any but sense. But other than that, what were your thoughts on the episode? Other than that, I I thought the episode was really good. Um, I I think I like where they're going with like the armor and the heavy Mandalorian. Like he owes him, but he doesn't at the same time. But like the respect between those two characters kind of got wiped, which I think could like I like that. That's how they squash that beef between Mando and the heavy Mandalorian. I don't because, I think like, he had a lot of beef. I think I well, think we he were was... talking about how he he's like not really following the Mandalorian way because Okay, he... he's mad at Bo Katan. Like he his problems like in that episode where Bo Katan gets redeemed and he's in the distance kinda like frowning, like whatever. he's also mad at Mando for actually being redeemed as well. How do you how do you figure that? Because that means Mandal is technically the rightful ruler of Mandalore because he has the dark saber. And of them, technically. But that doesn't mean he's mad at him. It doesn't mean he likes them either. I don't think there's. But you said a beef. I don't think he has. It a feels beef. like a beef. Okay. Now it doesn't though. That's what I'm saying. Like Mando I, saved I, I his never got, kid. I never. And so now it's like. I think he was mad at Mando because he became apostate. And so that's why he was mad. But then, once he's redeemed, he was fine well, they, with it. But, but he was also mad fought, that remember, and he lost. But that wasn't a beef, though. That was just, I want to challenge you. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It did, he's always seemed a little because like in the first like season, yeah, when yeah, but after he they had their moment, like armor stepped in and was like. The best guard has returned. Like this is the way, blah blah, and they kind of like settled. And then, like when he came to rescue, like they their beef was gone. That's true. And then the flying yeah. thing when he was like, "I need one of those." Yeah, and then like he tries, he challenges Din in the book of Boba Fett for the saber and loses. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think there was any beef there, other than like his own arrogance of like, "I'm v- House Visla." That belongs to me. Like he wasn't. I don't think he was like mad at Mando for having it. He just challenged him and lost. Mm. And then he was mad that he be, took off his helmet. Makes sense. And then, but he was mad that Bo-Katan was redeemed because she's kind of been portrayed as the worst of the Mandalorians. And so, which I still think that was redeemed as well in his mind because she was the one that was leading that party right and they actually got it so it worked it all worked did out. you think it was kind of weird that they saved the baby dragon well we'll talk about that because i was <laughs> like animals can be foundlings but 
I'm excited because they're gonna all fly dragons. They're gonna fly dragons, and it's gonna be so cool, dude. Like in the middle of it, I was like, <laughs> they need to leave this planet because this wasn't the first time that someone got eaten, right? And like. But- that's the why they're of water is like dangerous. But like that's why they're on here on this planet because yeah, no one's gonna no go one there. No one wants to be there. But <laughs> no one survives. I'm saying find a better, a safer spot. <laughs> and also, well, well in kid, the chat, how to train your dragon? Yeah, this is literally what this show is becoming. <laughs> but like, literally the same kid. Dude, that, that kid has attacked. horrible luck. Like, keep luck. him inside the cave at all times. <laughs> For real, dude. Don't let him out because like, he got attacked twice. And I'm like, oh, did, also, did you know that, that the actor for him is the actor who played the kid um, uh, Tuscan Raider in Book of Boba Fett? Oh, I saw that. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So, I guess when you have your face covered you can do as many rolls as you want. So that's yep. exciting. But yeah, I like the episode. I, um, it was just a, 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 a breath of fresh air in a sense. I don't know. That's like, it was just like one, we get to flashback, which is cool, but seeing them training, seeing them be Mandalorians, getting ready, them, like, chasing after the dragon, and, like, like last week, we were like, that's the best, you know, uh, aerial battle we've ever seen in Star Wars, like, Starfighter battle. I'm like, then, like, this week, we get them basically the same thing, but they're chasing a dragon with their jetpack. It was so cool. It was so cool, like, that final battle after them, like, chasing it. Like, that was just... A great There's a scene. lot of good scenes in it. Like, even the flashback, the chase scene. Yeah. Like, that whole thing. And then we saw The Rock again from last week's episode. Right. Like, there's a lot of cool things in this episode. And I do. Like, I, I like. I liked it more than last week. And honestly. then the, the, uh, the sunset when Bo-Katan's flying into the sunset after the dragon. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that. Like, there's was, was a lot of cool stuff. And it was Carl Weathers that directed this one so oh that makes sense that's just cool that he did it yeah um, i don't i overall i really like this episode and like oh cool. they haven't missed the mandalorian so far this season it hasn't missed really like last week's episode was a little slower but the politics and stuff behind it i rewatched it again like i really enjoyed that episode even though it was a little bit slower it had a lot of good plot points that we're gonna figure out throughout the show and then, like, this episode, like, it it gave you a lot of stuff, but it, it, like, still kept you guessing. And then the thing at the end with Bogotan 2 talking about, like, telling the armorer stuff. And the armorer, like, kind of believes her, but kind of not. I don't know. Yep. I think it was really cool. And I think she's really embracing this way now. This is the way. This is. And once again, I forgot to bring up the Spotify Q&A for last week. Well, it's week. okay. We can bring it up right now. <laughs> so I'll bring it up right now. It'll be quick because we only got three responses, which is kind of... Come on, guys. You've come been on. Well, last like episode, a... I feel like... But was a my, my question is, what do you think will be Dr. Pershing's fate? So we got three responses. Jonathan says, I assumed he was lobotomized when 
Kane return when Kane turned the Mind Flayer to eleven. Can't have the New Republic knowing about Thrawn's secret projects. Ooh. Better get eleven to battle the Mind Flayer. <laughs> um, okay. Yes, Thrawn would be. I'm excited for Thrawn. Hopefully, he shows up a little bit. I don't know. I think we will. I think we'll see him. Uh, Two Stroke Farmer says, "I hope he comes back to help the New Republic in some capacity." I think he got too zooted by the mind flare, and I'm too old to know what zooted means. So, um, shocked, wiped, wiped yeah. something. Uh, and then Addy says, "I hope he ends up okay." Crying face, crying face. Oh, God. he he really <laughs> is a nice character. <laughs> uh, yes, he is a very nice character, Addy. Um, but oh, Addy. <laughs> So, anyway, that was last week's Q&A. Uh, but, yes, let's jump in to uh, some scene by scene. So, yeah. we're back on the convert, con, what is it, convent uh, planet. I wish we had a planet name for this. I don't think we got one yet. Bootleg. Uh, Tatooine. Grand, Grand Canyon. Tween. Grand Canyon. Oh, Grand Tween. There it goes. Grand. There it is. That's what we're naming it. Grand. We could do Grand Tween. What if it's a moon <laughs> off a of Tatooine? I don't know. There was two two moons. Yeah. You see that? There's two moons in it. So twin moons. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but there wasn't twin suns. No, I don't think so. Because there's only one day in that flying sea. Right. But I feel like we got a lot more Mandos on this beach than we had that first episode of the season. So there's probably like 50 of them, 60 of them. There's a handful for sure. So I don't know how much time has passed since that first episode, but. That's a good point. Like, who knows? But there's tons of them there, unless they're just. Not all there when they might have not all been there. I don't think that much time has passed because she asked how to eat. That is true, but so I don't think it's been that long. Maybe it's just been a day. Well, that might well from from last episode to this one might be a day, but from last episode to the first episode, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how long it's been, but. They're all they're all practicing all the different fighting styles and stuff like that. Um, I love that they're just shooting the water. Right, they're just trying to test out their range and all that stuff with their weapons. But like, like no crap, things jumped out of the water at you. You're ruining this. Their slum- like, slumber. I I don't know. Some of the a lot of the characters on this beach were cgi they were not actors and so i I could notice that and it looked kind of janky at times like really weird i was like i'm like be your nice tv picking that up something like that but i was like look kind of weird because i'm like i know they want to like keep as few people on set as possible because they don't want spoilers to get leaked well and you gotta think this was still not, uh, it was filmed least, last year. I guess, so like, 
But COVID restriction might have still been a little bit. I don't know. But, like, they could have, like, had real people and then, like, filmed them do stuff and then just put them in on the beach. And yeah. it would probably look fine. Because they did that with uh, the Kenobi series because, like, you can see behind the scenes of just them filming Jedi fighting clones and they just kind of, like, copy-paste them into the Jedi Temple when the kids are running and stuff. So it's like, they know how to do it. Yeah, and, the, and, and T in the chat said, why can't they just hire extras? They, they would have been way, or way too... There would have been a way to do it somehow. Yeah, but I'm assuming I mean, it has to do with just spoilers. Like they don't want extra people on set if they don't need them because they're afraid of spoilers, so of being leaked. So yeah, maybe. But I don't know. But it was fine, and so I all... honestly didn't notice it, but I'll watch it again and probably notice it now. Yeah, so they're all doing all their different weapon styles and fighting styles, and just kind of like doing point matches and seeing who wins, all that stuff. Um, and this is kind of going through the perspective of Bo-Katan walking through, like just her being like shocked and amazed at what's happening. Like it's just something new for her to like see. Like, yeah, she's never seen this like before because she's just yeah. grown up and had her group of, core group of people that she was with in the past 30 years. And so, She's never seen this, except for like when she was a child. She said she like went to some short training school or something like to learn how to yeah fight. But like this is probably completely different than that. So it was cool. And then Grogu's on the beach, where I thought was moving rocks. <laughs> yeah, what, me too. Any and I when I watched it the second time, I'm like, okay, it totally makes sense because he's looking at this one and this one over there is moving. I yeah, I noticed that right away. I'm like, wait, hold up. Why is he, like, surprised that one behind him is moving? Like, isn't like, he moving them? And then I realized, wait, never mind. That's it's like crabs. having, like, your wires crossed, like, steering or something. But even, like, Din Djarin thought he was moving the rocks, though. Right. Like, he was like, stop playing with these rocks. Yeah. And they weren't. They were crabs. Little. Rock crabs. Little rock crabs. And so... Mando's like, all right, you're done playing by yourself. Like, you need to go practice with the other younglings or foundlings to, like, practice with them. And so, which we find out a cool little, I don't know, maybe it's already known. I'm just, I didn't know. But a foundling becomes an apprentice, mm-hmm. which is, I didn't know that. So, it's like, I wonder when that happens, like what that actually means. Cause the new, which his name is, what's his, what's the kid's name? Ragnar? Ragnar. Like, is he considered a, a, a foundling still because he took the yeah. creed or because he took the creed and has a helmet. He's no longer foundling. He's an apprentice now. No, he's still a foundling because remember he asked Grogu like, well, he's not a foundling cause he still doesn't have the helmet. And then he's like, well, he's not old enough to take the creed. Right. Because he can't speak. Right. But that's. But did they say that the kid is... Yeah, they called him a foundling. Because I don't think you become 
no longer a fountain. I think those other people are still like apprentices, like the ones that like went with. I don't know. Or like the people that weren't doing as well fighting, they're probably still apprentices. Or like maybe the ones that don't have jetpacks are apprentices. I don't know. And also, like, Ragnar is supposedly Heavy Mando's son. Yes. But no but, one knew that. But until... he's but he's not a foundling then? No. Well, no, because Grogu is... Right, uh, but, I'm, but I'm saying he wasn't found. If he's We don't know that. But he's his son. Well, yeah, but so uh, your biological is... son is like they may seem like it says biological son. That's what it came across as, but it I don't think it necessarily means that is. That just means like that is his son because he found him potentially. You know what I mean? Like we don't know. But I wouldn't. I don't think they consider Grogu to be Din's son. Yeah, they do. When did they say that? What's her name? Call her, call Grogu, or said Bo-Katan, your dad. Or, Bo-Katan yeah. said that, but that doesn't mean that's. Uh, I think it's implied. Because no. even in this episode, Mando's like, I'm his ward, which I don't know what a ward is. I should probably look that up. But like. Maybe that means son and Mandalorian. Or his like representative. Like I'm his master. Or is it, did you say I'm his word or he is my word? I think he said I'm. Chat, help us out. Well, I, I just looked it up and said, a person, usually a minor, under the care and control of a guardian appointed by their parents or a court. So, like, that's not really saying that Mando... He's in thinks- charge of him to make sure that he is allowed to do certain things, like fight without a helmet. <laughs> I don't know. I think, but I, I still think, yeah, that's a good question. Cause, but he, he was called a foundling. Cause they're like, we got to go get that foundling. And then it seemed like no one realized that that was heavy Mando's kid. Well, I'm sure they all knew. I don't think so. Cause I think Din Djarin was like, well, Din like maybe and, Din and Bogotan didn't know. So right, my that's thing why is, I said it. but like, my also the, is that the armorer's kid? No, it well, was, for a while it's just those no. two. First of all, it hasn't been like fifteen years. Like how old that kid is? Like, true. But where has this <laughs> kid been for the last fifteen years? That's my question. When it was just know. those two and. That I think that's like the thing that kind of throws, puts this into pers- question, is because, for a while, he even said it's just us two in the Book of Boba. Right. So, so where did his kid? That's why. I, that's why I think it's a foundling. But he says that that's his kid. Like it's a foundling, but he grew up. It's he found that kid. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like I, I, don't know. I know what you're saying, yeah. But I don't know. I'm just if not, it's Armor's kid. <laughs> oh my gosh, whatever. <laughs> but anyway. Even though she didn't really care to go get him, so maybe not. <laughs> what do you mean? 
it's like if it was her kid, she'd probably be on that ship too, trying to get it. You know what I mean? Or they, she doesn't, she's not responsible for that because like she's the only person who knows how to forge armor, so that's true. She, she shouldn't be receiving. She's a high risk. Like, like if she's dead, who's gonna? What you gonna oh, they're all screwed. Paz Vizsla's gonna like make a she jinky. She needs to start training people how to. Right. Yeah. Which she should be doing that with some some of the kids, like the f- exactly. I thought she was gonna do that with Grogu when he brought when she brought him in there. That might be all he can do. He's too small. Like he can't be a warrior unless he's like yeah. using the force. But I don't know. So anyway, training time. Grogu has to fight Ragnar, and they use training darts, which is the little wrist rocket dart things that they have, a lot of Mandos have. And the rules didn't make sense in this match, but, <laughs> like, whatever. But they have paintballs in these darts. First person to get three hits wins, or the most hits at the end of three rounds, or whatever it was. No, I think it was, he said three hits wins. Well, he said they had three shots each, but one round, whoever has the most points wins. So it could have been, they could have just missed with each tune and one person hits one and it's just one point. But it yeah. didn't make sense because it looked like it was, all right, you get one face off, whoever gets a point, and then the next face off, and then the third. But you like, just shoot all three and then. But then the third round, it was just Grogu shot all three of them. Which I don't. Why didn't the first kid do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Maybe it's cocky. But anyway, yeah, Grogu he gets encouraged by Din, and he just jumps over Ragnar and runs, jumps back. Which I felt like it would have been way cooler if he stopped one of the shots with the force and then shot him three times. Like that would have been way cooler than other just the jump. Like yeah, like, or he pulled the kid. I was like, so I was like. Watch doing the watch party or whatever. I was talking to this cop like, is he gonna like just force choke him? Oh, he <laughs> should have like, like <laughs> should have force choked him. And then the first thing Grogu says is, "Do you yield?" <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been dope. <laughs> Jeremiah would have liked Grogu at that point. Yeah. Um, but Grogu wins. Blah blah blah. Ragnar he goes off to go pout, and a giant dragon bat monster comes and. Takes him. <laughs> what does he, what did Heavy Mando say though? Right after that, after Grogu won, was he even there? He watched it and he said something to the armorer that was like, "Oh no, he," because Ragnar said, "Like he can't even speak, so he can't do the creed or whatever." And Mando's like, "Only when you know should you speak," and then. Heavy Mando repeats what his son said, or what what Mando said. Only mm. those who know speak. Which I don't know why he said that. Didn't mean, I, yeah, it's kind of confused. Meaning like, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. I don't know if he meant it like that. Like whatever. Or like he knows <laughs> he just doesn't want to say it. Like I don't know. I don't know. Weird. I was a little confused by that. But anyway, the kid gets taken, and I'm like, dang, this kid has bad luck. Straight up. But they said, uh, "Don't shoot him because he'll get eaten." Right, and so they it's, take off with their what? 
I just think it's weird. Why? He's gonna get eaten anyways. Like, well, yeah, but not right now. There's a either you can kill him now by shooting or possibly rescue him. That's that's your choices. But like, and it's not the first time interacting with it, so they know how it acts, which we learn later. But anyway, four of them go off with their jetpacks, and they're chasing this thing through the canyons, which is really cool. But one by one, they start losing fuel in their jetpacks, which I've always wondered. Like, we never see them run out of fuel. I'm like, how do they not ever run out? And so I'm assuming it was not just the 30 seconds that we saw. I feel like it was a lot longer. No, it was a while. And they just cut the jump, like, minutes ahead and stuff for Mm -hmm. each scene. But, like, they all run out of fuel, and they say... It always gets away because we always run out of fuel, which mm-hmm. I guess. So that happens. But then Bo-Katan and her gauntlet goes after. Like, good, good thing Bo-Katan is there. She's getting it done. She has a ship and chases after it. And just we, like we mentioned early, earlier, they're flying the... the Dragon and the Gauntlet are going into the sunset, and it just looks pretty cool. Yep. It was great. And so she goes after him, and they come. she comes back, and like, I found where it lives, where its lair is. And they put together a hunting party. Um, and some of these members that go in the hunting party are called Street Hawks. I guess a group of them. So it must be just like a some class of Mando that they have certain fighting skills or skills that they use that they specialize in kind of like the night owls. They're their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably because so a streak streak Hawk, I think is a, I heard is a, another creature from Mandalore. So that's cool. And so she had Bokatan has a little mapped out of the mountain area that, the nest is at and they kind of go over their plan blah 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 they have to like scale it because the sound of the ship or the jetpack will scare it away so they have to climb it that's your plan so they that group goes and then it's the armorer and grogu and she's like well nothing we can do so come back with me you got a lot to learn <laughs> and so i think she brings him back to the forge which we learned some cool stuff about the forge and kind of like why it's important to them. Because it's not just for making armor, but it's also symbolic of what it means to become a Mandalorian. Where she says you start out as this raw ore, and then you get your imperfections taken out, and you get molded, and you become better and better until you are perfect, in a sense. And so, I thought that was a cool. What did you think about that, Drew? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought that whole scene was really sweet. Mm-hmm. I do think the piece of armor that she made him was kind of lame. Well, yeah. Because it's, sure. it's just uh, like the... called a rondel, is what she called it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know, I felt it was kind of. There's only so much body you can put on. But I'm like. You can't carry much armor. I, I was kind of sad. I was hoping she was going to like try to forge a helmet for him. Well, but... she wouldn't do that until he's ready to take the creed. But I don't know. But she's like, what? If it's two years, she's 57, and he still can't talk, so it's going to be a while. 
well, around 50. So he's probably 52. Come on. He's not that old. Come on. I thought they said he was 55 in the first one. No, he's a, they said Minerva. Mando is searching using around 50. So it could be oh, 55. Okay. But the around 50 makes it the same age as Anakin. So gotcha. that's why people have a lot of theories about that. But, and, but I think it's just this piece of this rondelle is just lame. Like, yeah, it's, it's a big circle plate covering his chest. I'm like, and what's the, the chain mail stuff for then if that's not supposed to protect him? Like, it is. This is extra protection. I, was like, I don't know. So when he gets shot with the two bullets again, it doesn't hurt him. I don't know. I think it's kind of lame. But yeah, I don't know. Who am I? I'm not the armor. I don't know all the I intricacies uh, of Mandalorian history and creeds and all that. She did put jazz. his thing on him, so that was cool. What thing? His signet. Oh, the mudhorn? Yeah. The mudhorn signet is really sweet, actually. I like it. You get a tattoo of that on your arm like Mando? No. No? No. Why not? You're a tattoo guy. How many tattoos do you have? Four. Four, and you don't want to get any more? No, I want to get my whole arm done. And you don't want to get a mud horn on your... That's not really... Is it a tricep? Is that what this muscle is? Is that a tricep? What is this? I don't know. Or is that behind on the back of your arm? I don't know. (laughs) But you should get... Get a mud horn. That would be cool. I'd rather get a... Mythosaur? Yeah. People would know what that would mean more. That'd be... I don't know. I do want a sleeve of, like, Star Wars stuff, though. Get a New Hope poster, like, Just, around your whole arm. Yeah. That'd be kind of lame. <laughs> um, or you could just get a Mandalorian helmet tattooed over your face. Let's have a face Ooh, tattoo of like you would be so mad at me if I had a face tattoo like that. I would laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, good good luck getting a job. <laughs> um well, where I currently work, they'd probably still keep me, so I would be fine. It's just if I ever want to leave. And where do you currently work? Well, I current well, I don't, but what do you do? I make Wait, coffee for make coffee. Yeah, for for who who do you make coffee for, Drew? For Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. Wesley and well, that's that's a coincidence because they happen to be our sponsor for today's episode. So if you like some really good coffee and or tea, check out a word from Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code Empire Radio. that's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it.
cool. But while the armorer is forging this armor for Grogu, Grogu has the same reaction as Mando did in season one when he was having armor forge, has a flashback. And it's pretty cool how they did that. I we should have figured it out beforehand because last week we were like, "Oh, the mind flayer thing. Well, there's going to be something with like restoring memories, and maybe they're going to hook up Grogu to a mind flayer and reverse its thing to heal its memory, like something. Or Luke's going to show up and continue to heal his memories like he did in the Book of Boba Fett. And no, he just had a PTSD flashback from when he almost died. So. There's something magical she's doing when she's making armor that she's making people reflect on their past. Well, when that giant press was banging, it was making sparks, which was the sparks that were being shown. Yeah, true, true, true. Which has to, so that's what it was. But like, yeah, so I'm like, all right, we got these four Jedi protecting baby Grogu and they did use de-age technology on Grogu to make him look a little smaller and younger and clones look so good in live action Mm -hmm. I just just wish we had clones in real armor more often (laughs) because spoiler alert in the prequels there was never one clone trooper that was practical it was all CGI every single clone, so that's sad. That's but, depressing. But now we get it in live action, real armor, people in real armor. So, or maybe not real armor, but you know what I mean. And what so, I would give to get the last four episodes of Clone Wars, but live action. Maybe that'd be so cool. I just want the prequel movies done in. Clone Wars animation style. Oh, that'd be cool too. Because there's this guy on YouTube. He hasn't had updates in a while, but he was he's doing the Obi Wan versus Anakin fight on Mustafar in Clone Wars style, and you have like little like like little previews of it, and it looks really good. And then he just stopped. Well, we haven't got any updates, so some people are thinking he's gonna release it on Star Wars Day this year. But like, mm-hmm. it's really good, really good. It's like, and it's just one guy, so it's like he can't go fast to do that quality. But like, it was, it was like season seven of Clone Wars quality animation that he is has. that good. It looks like it's made by Lucasfilm. Like he just took, hey, so that's he really should cool. Get a job, or he should come work for us and make us. Have him do stuff for the PCU. That'd be cool. Um, but where are we on this? Order 66. So yes, Grogu being protected by four Jedi. And they're trying to get their way out and they're about to die. And the female Jedi pushes Grogu's pod into the elevator and says, gotta make it to Keller and Beck. Or he's gonna, he gotta get to him. And so he barely gets the door barely closes because they start shooting as the door is closing could almost hit Grogu, but because he's in there with the body of a, of the, the Jedi. Cause that's where a mod best or 
where it picks up his second saber, which is cool. So anyway, elevator goes down, door opens up. We're all wondering who it is and someone we've never seen before unless you've watched that game show. But it's a mod best as Kellerin Beck. Kellerin, that's a cool name. It is a cool name. You can name your kid that, your next son, Drew Kellerin. Kellerin. And so he's dual wielding. I wonder what it means. Chat, look it up. It's probably just... It means something. I don't know. You see see those things where it's like, what's your Star Wars name? What's like the first three letters of the car shirt you're wearing and then the last three letters of the last thing you ate and that's your Star Wars name? They probably do that all the time. They just make up... They have the same thing like with rappers. And that's how Childish Gambino got his rap name. He did that. And then he came out with Childish Gambino. And then he's like, yep, that's my rap name. And he stuck with it. And look where he is now. He's the best. And so, <laughs> Kellerin, he's taking out clone troopers with dual wielding. Which we don't, I don't know if we've ever seen dual wielding in live action other than Ahsoka. Because, like, we never saw it in the prequels. I think there's, like, maybe, like, one guy in a Battle of Jesus way in the back that has two, but. It's just cool seeing dual wielding. I was wielding. trying to think. I don't think so. It's just cool. I I think dual wielding oh, I think is best. the best. It's better than a double no, saber. Dude, we saw Anakin do it. Oh, when he kills Dooku? And he, when he tried to kill Dooku in episode two. Oh, that is true. Obi-Wan throws him his saber. He was actually pretty nice with it, too. I don't know. Dual wielding is the superior thing, in my opinion. But uh, so he's taking him out. Force pushes one guy off. That's a long fall. RIP. He he jumps on a a speeder bike with a sidecar on it and does a chase through Coruscant. Dude, those so cool. Those lats, like that's crazy. Those giant lats after this little thing they're just shooting at it. Like mm-hmm. the L A A T S the low altitude something transport. Yeah. I forget what it's called. But he's getting chased. He goes into a train tunnel. And then he exits and then that lat gets Crashes into that train, but he RP exits. Everyone. He, he exits onto the the square where we were last week with the top, yep. the highest point of Coruscant. I'm like, okay, that hopefully, like, was that the only reason they had that part in the episode last week? Was so they could do this scene, <laughs> like, or they possibly, already, or they already made a scene in CGI and they're like, ah, we will just copy paste. Like, yeah, we don't want to have to make a new spot, but. He's chasing, they're chasing him, blah, 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 and he sees in the distance a landing pad with a Naboo ship on it, and so... It was a Naboo ship. That's what I thought. Yeah, so, and then members of the Naboo military were there. So it's like, who set this up? Did, like, they just happened to be there? No, like, they're wa- there to help. And so it's like, who sent them there? Because Bail Organa... Maybe, I don't know, did at this point, 
we can assume that Anakin is still in the temple. Mm-hmm. And so Padme is look because in the episode three, Padme is looking at the Jedi Temple from the her apartment condo thing. And it's burning sees, the way we saw it burning. Yeah, seeing the smoke and the flames and stuff. So like did she call somehow? But like why would Kellerin know about it? Like and like did she was she also did from Palpatine the- set it up? No. But like I don't know Because like at this point Do they know Palpatine is Well I guess they they do know right Not at this point Because this is he just Fought Windu and this Started Order 66 Dude it could have been Palpatine But like why would he do that though To keep Grogu But he didn't know that Grogu Was gonna be there though well, my thing is like, I don't know, bro. It had to been either Padme or Bail Organa, because Bail Organa. He's not from Naboo, though. But he's still a good guy. Well, yeah, but. I don't know. I'm. I, who else would it be? I, I don't know who else. Like, I like the theory of Palpatine trying to it, keep Grogu. That you just made up right now. <laughs> yeah, it makes uh, sense to me. I don't know because to put all that work into us, no. Because okay, Palpatine does have visions of the future, and so yeah. he gets. But like, I mean, think about it. Am I onto I, something? I, no, you're not. Uh, okay. First of all, Cat? we're never we're never gonna find out. Like that's just. Oh, we will. I don't think we're ever gonna find out how that happened, unless we have. See color in again, but like, no, he girl like, has to get more armor, <laughs> right? Which means that'd more be, flashback. Technically, be, probably not this season, but I'm just saying, I don't know. More armor means more flashbacks. Well, the thing is, if he knows how it learns how to speak this season, which we heard the rumor is that he's mm-hmm. gonna say his first word, so maybe at the end of the season, he's gonna be able to say some lines and. Like, what, is his, what is his voice going to be like? Is it going to be like some baby voice? Probably. Yeah. It's, like, it's Miles. I didn't yeah. tell you, but Miles is actually Grogu's voice right now. You better be getting paid a lot. I mean, be... <laughs> Empire Con's going to be turnt, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, they... Well, I thought it was cool was that the military members of Naboo were there. They stay there and let uh, Kellerin and Grogu leave on their own. Like, why didn't they at least try and, like, go up the ramp with them, protecting? Like, but they went somewhere. And I was like, where did he go? How did Grogu end up alone? Like, there's there's literally 35 or 30 years between... Order 66 and when he's found. So it's like what happened? Yeah. Clearly, Kelleran probably died at some point and that's why he doesn't have Grogu or why Grogu is alone. I doubt that he's just going, alright, you're on your own, kid. I'm not a Mandalorian, so I don't have to take care of you. Like, you're not a, you're not a phone link to me. 
So like, yeah, it, it just adds more questions. Yeah, it answers who saved him, but then now what? Because <laughs> I gotta go back now and listen to uh, the Ahsoka episode where she explains his past. Like, because someone was taken, someone took him from the temple, but she says a couple other lines about things that he went through. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I gotta go quick, go back and watch that to see what was said. But yeah, so they go and they go through hyperspace, and while they're, Grogu's looking at the hyperspace, you hear the banging of the armor, and he kind of snaps out of it and wakes up. And that's when she gives the Rondell armor plate. So. Yeah. Well, Drew, we have some breaking news. Oh, really? We have some exciting breaking news. Heard it here first, folks. We got a message from Lucy. Hey, everyone. Lucy here from Wild Space Channel 66, and I'm pleased to tell you that we've received a distress signal. Well, that part's not pleasant, but what is great is that you can help. According to this group of individuals, a Star Wars audio drama was created by Empire Radio listeners sending in voicemails. It's all original, it's all entertaining, and it's all audio and no visuals. That's where you come in. They need you listeners to send in your own art to illustrate these voicemails. You don't need to be super experienced, and you choose the medium. Some examples include Lego, digital art, painting, and black melon sculptures? That's a new one. Anyways, the process is super easy. Just look in the description for a link that will take you straight to a Google Doc. Inside, you will find clear and helpful instructions on how to submit your art. In the words of Ember Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. Definitely help us out. We've been going on a fast streak recently because of uh, Dave. Dave, Dave. Dozdar in the Discord. He's been sending in a ton of Lego stop motion videos that are amazing, but there's still many more to go. So if you know how to draw, if you know how to paint, if you know how to do anything artistic, please click the link in the description. Help us out. Some some of them are real easy, but people have been taking all the easy ones, and now we're getting into like the second half of of the project where they're super long. There there are a lot of details, lots going on, tons of characters, so they're getting harder and harder. So go uh, grab go. your easy ones right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it'll be fun. It'll be a great, great little little uh, fan made movie that we would have for you. So. Definitely go check that out. But back to Mandalorian. So the search party, they go out. They go to the the spot where the nest of this, they, I think they call it a raptor, actually, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll call him a dragon because it's a dragon raptor. It's a, it's a, it's a dragon. Um, but... They land. They land far off because they don't want the sound of the ship to scare off the raptor dragon thing. So they land and they walk a long distance to the bottom of the thing. And all right, we'll camp out overnight under this ledge. We're out of sight. 
It's definitely not going to smell the smoke that we're burning from the fire down here. <laughs> yeah. But it was pretty high. Yeah. Also, if it's a dragon, they breathe fire anyway, so it's probably... Couldn't has, tell. Has, has that and smell their nose, on its nose. Did you see their nose? It was like just like the nostrils like on the top of their head. Oh, I didn't. It's pretty ugly, so maybe they don't have a good sense of smell. Maybe. But they have camp. They build a, a, a set up camp, and they'll go first thing in the morning to climb the side of. I don't. Know, you can't call it a mountain because it's like a cliffing. I don't know what. It reminded me of Free Solo though when they're climbing it. You ever watch that? No. You should watch it. It's a good documentary. It's also kind of scary. Is that the one? Is that when they climb with no ropes? It's when the guy climbs. Uh, what's the name of the mount? The cliff. The Don Wall, and he climbs it without a rope. You don't want to pick up that high, B. Drew. Mm, bro, I'm scared, scared of. Not scared, but don't per- like. Would you go up on the roof of your house? Sure. <laughs> okay. But, like, I'm not going to, I don't choose to, like, climb. I don't even like mountain climbing, really. Like, I don't know. I don't really see the enjoyment out of that. Do you ever see the videos of, like, the dogs that climb up the ladder when, like, an owner is, like, and the dog is just, like, on the roof? Like, how do you get the dog down? Yeah, like how do, you, uh, how do you? I was watching this down? like <laughs> reel on YouTube, and it was like this guy he works on like the roof, and his like pit bull just climbed the ladder and got on the roof with them. And then the guy's like, "All right, let's get down." And the dog just literally climbed down the ra- ladder face first. <laughs> I was like, "What face the first? Face like just went straight back down." I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> Meanwhile, my dog can barely walk. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yes, so they're at camp at night, and they hand out meal kits, rations, or whatever, and Bokatan's like, uh, how do we eat with our helmet on? I'm like, we've always wondered that. Like, like how does this happen? Like, how do you... Because we saw, was it second episode when the Pog Soup, I think he... He, like... Lifts up, up just a little, little bit, bit and, and then, but like, so you can, I guess it's okay to see the chin, I guess, but. But remember, he was already, he almost took off his helmet when the girl, you know, like, oh, I, I the pog soup, yeah. But either way, he wasn't redeemed yet at that point. But he did like something I remember with, uh, in like the earlier seasons too. Um, before he took off his helmet, he was drinking something. Maybe. But either way, he wasn't as loyal as he is now. Right. So he's like, well, we don't eat together. We just all go off on our own and eat privately, which. Kind of yes. But that's, that's lame. Like eating together is like the best part about eating. <laughs> and so it's like. I wonder if they have a lot of food that they can just like eat through a straw like baby food where i can just like probably pouches but like 
So they all start getting up to move, and then as Bo-Katan's walking away, uh, Paz Visla, Heavy Mando, is like, because you are the leader of the war par- party, you have the honor of staying with the fire. And so... Um, that was like a very honorable moment uh, mm-hmm. there for him showing honor to him. Like, cause like, he's like, it's his son that they're trying to rescue and she's the one leading. So it's like something that's important. Yep. And so that's cool. So she felt honored by that. And so she got to sit at the fire and she took off her helmet and it's just like, huh, interesting. Um, so there's that and so then they wake up in the morning and they start scaling they're shooting their lines up climbing up all that jazz and and your live stream cut I out see. again um, but it's kind of scary like they're they don't know what they're doing like I feel like Bo-Katan's the only one that knows how to climb because she said she had training in that and so they're going up, little by little, shooting their line up, pulling themselves up. They're not like Batman, Mm-mm. where they can just like repel up. Like they have to actually have to like climb themselves up. So, um, that was a cool scene, I guess. And then they get you can see the top of the thing where there's a nest. They climb up on the nest, and there's nothing there. Yep. Classic going to a nest scene <laughs> where there's nothing there that they can see. But you did see a helmet, a Mando helmet, because we learned that he's taken other Mandalorians before. So um, there's a helmet there. And like nobody's here, but Mando's like, oh, let me do a heat scan. So he does a heat scan. See something under the brush. All right, there's a heat signature. And this is kind of where Paz Vizsla starts freaking out panicking like i gotta go i gotta go he's my son and three giant dragon chicks wake up and start freaking out and then mama dragon comes and did he try to hide himself under sticks yeah there's a part where he takes up and he covers himself he's trying to like Oh, maybe she, the mama won't see me. Is that what he I, did? For some reason, I thought like the sticks grabbed him. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> I was like, "What? Is the nest alive?" Because like, I, I, I guess, confused. I guess the mama didn't know that he was there. I think she was just responding to the sounds. Because like she didn't attack Paz Vizsla, so I think he did cover himself, and she just didn't see. It. And the craziest part of this whole thing. Is she regurgitated the kid alive? The kid alive out the mouth. Like what? Yeah. How does that work? Did you say something about the nostrils on top of the head? Mm-hmm. So maybe it has some weird breathing thing where I don't know, dude. It was weird. Like that's just like, the how weirdest. is he alive? <laughs> He's like, help! Like yeah, you can I have the your... stomach acid of this this <laughs> dragon for the last day. And, like, we know that, like, if you have the helmet on and it's sealed, like, you can, it can help you breathe and, to- like, where your toxic air or, where, yeah, yeah. or some, like, air source of some sort or something. 
but like, how long was that kid in there from the whole over twenty four hours? Like, I don't know. That yeah, was just, that was just a why. weird. It was weird. I, I don't know why they. It was confusing. Chose why the writers chose to do that, but he regurgitates them, and then Paz jumps out, and the mama freaks out and bites, picks up Paz with the mouth, and then grabs the kid with the claw and flies off. And then the Mandos chase. And I thought this was a great scene. I think this was my favorite part of the whole episode was them chasing this dragon, like keeping up with it fighting and it, fighting it, trying to like do what they can. Um, they're throwing like wires at it to like catch it, catch it, it down. And they're using, trying to use your vibro blades to attack it. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing that, Okay, even though it's my favorite part, I was really disappointed by one part. I thought Mando was gonna whip out the dark saber and like cut off like the leg or something that was holding Ragnar. Or it would have been cool, but I feel like Mando would have picked up the dark saber and then like jet padded it straight to the ground because it's so heavy. <laughs> well, I th- I think in that moment, like he'd he'd be doing it as an act of like. I have to do this to save this kid. Like it's not, he's oh, not thinking so he, of him like that mental thing that's blocking mm-hmm. him. Like he's being, he's being the Mandalore. He's being, he's saving. Yeah. Like we even learned at the end of the episode, like the highest thing you can do to honor the creed is to save a foundling. Yeah. So it's like doing that, I think would have been a learning moment for him to be who he's supposed to be with the dark saber by taking it out cutting the leg off or just chopping the head off in the air and, or something like, I thought that's what was, I was, they were going to do, but it didn't happen. So, yeah, but I don't know, but it was cool. I, I really like when, when bo got smacked out of the air and she was falling. Mm-hmm. That was just cool. I don't know. I just think it, I just really love the scene. Yeah. And it definitely, some good CGI. It wasn't. No, it felt real. Like it was really good. There was nothing about this scene that like pulled me out of the scene. Like it was really, really well done. I thought it was really good. And and I noticed like when Bogotá's like armor plate fell off, I was like, oh crap. Yeah, it's not like, like is she gonna again. go get it again? Like, right. So that was cool. I really like how they did, or it's like fell off and she kicked it in the air. I thought that was cool. Just yeah. a little. I don't know. I know it's kind of stupid. It's like. She falls off and accidentally kicks it, like rather than just falling. Like that's a conscious choice by the writers to do that. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know why stuff like that like gets me all like pumped up about storytelling, but it just does. But anyway, Mando goes in, grabs the kid, but gets dropped, and he chases after him. Fall as it's falling, mm-hmm. and catches him. Like obviously they're gonna save the kid. They're not gonna let the kid die. Like no. Especially now that we know that that's the kid's, that's Heavy Mandel's kid. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't really, I wasn't worried at all, but. No, but. That was so cool. That was cool. So they get back to the the convert, convent, covert, I can't remember what word it is. 
They get back. Mando, heavy Mando, and Ragnar walk out first, and everyone starts yeah. starts doing yeah. Wakanda forever. For like, real. <laughs> I thought it was cool. That's how they clap is a clang in their armor. But I was like, this looks like Wakanda forever. Like, yeah, but y'all stole that for sure. Um, but what other way would you clap with other than your form? You're not going to like, you, no, okay, they're not doing the clap. So you have to do something other than clapping. It's the easiest thing to just do. You're not going to like. Away. Hip, hip, away. No. No. They all get horns out. Like they all just. <laughs> Mandalorian instruments that'd be cool like like horns made out of Beskar dude those things probably sound dope yeah and so then the rest of everybody else comes walking out and Bo-Katan walks out and Armorer says you've done the highest honor of the Creed by rescuing a foundling mm-hmm. and you have the honor and she knows they that, call him a foundling yep I guess. <laughs> and then, but she notices she had armor missing and she's like, well, we got to replace your armor. And she, and she's like, cool. And then, well, you forgot. We, no, I'm not going to forget. I'm getting oh, there. Okay. Come on. Let me follow the, the chronology of the timeline here. And so then she's like, well, we got three more foundlings for you. <laughs> I'm like, what? And they pull out these giant birds out of the ship. I'm like, how do they get those birds in the ship? How do they get them in there without dying? Like, like there's so many questions, but it's okay. But like, the Star thing Wars. is, I'm excited for this because they're gonna they're, fly them. They're gonna grow up and they're gonna fly them, and hopefully put Baskar on them. Dude, that'd be so cool. They armor Baskar armor, dude, and like. Maybe they can find some of those turtle alligator babies. Oh, that'd be even crazier. Oh, we forgot, <laughs> forgot the, the bat, the oh, bird yeah, thing. The... When it got killed. Oh, it didn't get killed. It fell out of the sky. Hit the water. Hit the water, and then a giant turtle alligator ate it, which... There's always a bigger fish. Is, which is funny, because I'm odd best. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said that. I was like, there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> um, but, oh, man, I just don't know how long it's going to take for those things to grow up to be flyable. Like they're not it's not gonna be this season. That probably will be the finale episode of this season. But you but I feel like when they're be, fighting they go I feel to like it's gonna be like years before those things are big enough to fly and then also to what know if, how to what if they train them. Train them and then bring them to Mandalore because they move back to Mandalore. And then the Zilla Beast, and then they use them to help fight the Zilla Beast. You mean, you mean the Mythosaur? Mythosaur, sorry. <laughs> the Mythosaur. There's too many monsters in the show I now. I know, I know. But, like... would that be cool, though? I don't think they're going to fight... I don't, I, mean, I don't know. They might, but like, I feel like it's still years away before those things are Maybe. combat ready. <laughs> um, Little ch- naked chickens right now. But th- I'm just... It'll be cool seeing them fly together, like in a formation. Like, because I feel like they have to like use them to attack. Oh like, yeah, for something sure. not just like people on the ground, but like ships and like oh yeah, starfighters and I don't know, just th- Thrawn. I don't know. <laughs> like, I just want Thrawn so bad to yeah. show up, but like, 
what the heck is Strawn doing out there? We don't know. But like, I just want to see these things fighting something else. Be cool. Um, but the armor takes Bo-Katan back to the forge. And she's like, well, I can't upgrade. Get We have to start at the base. Like, we, you had a bunch of like upgraded armor that got lost. That piece was an upgraded mm-hmm. advanced piece. But we can't do it. But we can start over. And she's like, do you just want me to put the Night Owl Signet on there? And she's like, is it allowed to have a Mythosaur? And she's like, well, the Mythosaur belongs to all Mandalorians, so anyone can have it. And she's like, yeah, I'll have one that's the Night Owls, and the other uh, the other one will be the Mythosaur. I'm like, cool. And then as she's finishing up, she's like, what if I saw one? And Armor's like, what? What do you mean? I what if I saw a mythosaur? Or I said I saw a mythos I saw a mythosaur. And she's like, Well that's very lucky. That's a very intriguing vision. Mm-hmm. And she's like It's like a high honor vision or something weird. And she's that. like, What if I saw a real one? Like I saw a real one in the, the living waters on Mandalore. And she's like, when you accept the creed, you will see many things. And she's like, no, I saw a real one. And the armor's like, this is the way. So that begs the question, and I think this is our Q&A for Spotify, is did was there an actual mythosaur in that water or not? Because part of me thinks that at Bo-Katana started to believe when Mando was entering into water. She kind of had a conversion experience there where she kind of had an epiphany of seeing the faith of Din going into water. And she bathed in the living waters, and then they're living waters. They have special properties. Do they cause hallucinations? Do they cause... Um, is, is it, like, connected to the Force somehow? Like, can it create visions like it could mean that it wasn't actually there the mythosaur wasn't actually there but she just had a conversion experience caused by the living waters i think it was real you think it was real yeah i want it to be I real think she i think the armor is just assuming that it's not because no one's seen it in a while or whatever but i think it's real But Den did say he didn't see it. Well, so he was already drowning to death. Yeah. So I don't know. So that, that adds to the thing. Like, he didn't see it, but she saw it. So, like... We saw it. I saw it. Did you see it? We saw it, but we saw it through her perspective. So True, true, true. Like, I don't know. I think it's real. Don't take this away from me, Jeremiah. It's got to be real, bro. I don't know. I don't pass. I, I don't want to follow. I have I have doubts, and I think um, it would be, or maybe like there is actually a mythosaur down there, and she didn't actually see the mythosaur, but the living waters still gave the division. But I, I don't know. 
I'm st- I'm, I'm not I'm not a believer anymore. <laughs> I'm losing I'm losing my faith in in this mythosaur thing. I don't know though. <clears throat> I hope it's real. But that's we're now halfway done with season three. There's only eight episodes, Drew. We're halfway done. Yeah, that's sad. I just realized that. That's depressing. I'm like, where do we go now? Because we know there's the pirate stuff on Navarro. I think we're going pirates next week. Pirates next week? Yeah. It's possible. I hope so. But like, I feel like we're not going to just jump into Navarro being invaded by pirates. There has to be a little buffer episode or something that's leading up to it. And so, like, maybe episode six. I don't know. Because then we also were thinking, like, the finale would be the Navarro siege thing. I don't think so. I hope. Are, they gonna, are we going to go back to Mandalore at all? Is Bo-Katan going to leave on her own and go to Mandalore again? Like, is she? I don't know. I have no theories moving forward. Like, are we going to go Dr. Pershing stuff again? Are we going to, is that going to come up anymore? I don't know. This was a short episode too. Yeah. It was only 33 minutes with everything mm. in it. So are we going to get a, a two episodes of Boba, <laughs> Boba Fett episodes? And so we get miss out on Mandalorian stuff. Like what's going to happen? I don't, <sighs> I, don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out next week. Is Boba Fett going to go to the living waters and get redeemed? No, that boy needs his helmet off. He, I mean, we need him to do that. So he keeps his helmet on. You need him to do yes. that. So he keeps his helmet on. Jeez. But, um, but I don't know. Well, There's not, maybe we'll get a Soka stuff next week. Maybe. I don't know. There's, it's just weird. Like, I feel this, this season is a lot like, the first season where every episode, like we don't know what to expect. Cause like, which I, which I like that. Like it's the cool. first season, I remember if, if you go all the way back to the Mandalorian podcast days, the first six episodes, I'm like, they're, they're not connected. I don't know why they all, they're doing, it's all random episodes. And then the last Damn. two episodes, it all tied it all together. And I had to apologize to John Favreau and Dave Filoni. I'm like, sorry guys, I should have had my faith in you. <laughs> yeah. And so, I remember that. so maybe I, I, I gotta keep the faith that it's all going to tie together, but so far I have no direction on what's going to happen. So me either. I'm excited just to wait and see. I didn't really have any thing for this, this episode either. Really? It's kind of, you just assume we're going to get more Mandalorian stuff. And we did. So, I don't know. I'm excited. Hopefully, they're a lot longer than this one, though. I want some more longer episodes now. Definitely. Last week was a long episode, but there wasn't a lot of action. Right. This week was very action-packed, but not that long. So, I don't know. I'm excited. Like I said, like, this episode, like, it gave us enough stuff, too. Like, it was still heavily building even though it kind of, like, I could see how people could think it was it kind was of a filler kinda, episode. Kind of like a side quest. Yeah, kind of. But still give us a lot of knowledge behind, like, side quest and people. What and... you get are those giant birds. 
<laughs> yeah. a little a little side mission to get a little some, side mission yeah. a little help later on so oh but, i liked it but that's everything we got there's no yeah. voicemails so hopefully tomorrow's episode oh, we'll have it. some voicemails because we are going over two years strong with voicemails for every episode or every week i should say because we only do voicemails well we say once that week but people have been We've sending been in mando it. stuff so Send them, send them in. Send them in. Yeah. So I don't. Have, like I said, I have no theories. We don't know what to expect. So I'm just excited to see what happens. Yeah. And then stay tuned for tomorrow night when we do, or next episode when we do Bad the Batch Bad episode. Batch. Did you watch it yet? I have not. I'm going to watch it as I'm editing the watch party. Part of oh. me wants to say you should not be distracted watching this episode well i figured there's only three episodes left and this is called the tipping point so yeah so there's a lot of details that you want to pay attention to in this bad batch episode but i don't want to spoil anything yes all right let's go over some social media stuff and get out of here so So i can edit and watch the bad batch and so i can edit and upload so go to sleep (laughs) If you want to get connected with Empire Radio, a Star Wars podcast, go into the description below, wherever you're listening to. There's a links.co slash Empire Radio link, and that's a landing page for everything Empire Radio. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, fan email, the VCU Illustration Project, um, the invite for the Discord. Go join the Discord. It'll be a lot of fun. A lot of shenanigans. Do it. More of the merrier. Um, we are part of needlesslynerdy.com, which is an entertainment network that we are part of. So there's a link for that. Go check that out. A lot of cool nerdy stuff going on there. Because if you're listening to this, you probably like other nerdy stuff too. So, And also, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, go check out our YouTube where we have our Last of Us review of Season 1. Just a little taste of if you want some non-Star Wars content in the future, let us know so we can maybe set up a Patreon and stuff so we can make a few extra bucks and you can hear some different perspectives on things other than Star Wars from us. So yeah. we don't, we're just, we're just experimenting. We're just throwing it out there. We don't have anything planned or anything. We just want to see no. what people want. But like, with that, if we did do that, it would also be like interactions. Like you guys can pick stuff that you want us to watch and review as well. So yeah, if you, if you want us to watch, droids <laughs> andrew's gonna become a patreon member just so he can get on the droids thing we gotta watch droids that'd be funny yeah. <laughs> uh, but that would be if you want us to do droids that's gonna be a hundred dollars a month just so you know <laughs> um but yes get connected to empire radio also oh, we didn't mention it this episode but empire con yes empire for Empire Con in August, you gotta join the Discord because all the sign yep. up is for there. So that's in August. It'll be a lot of fun, doing a lot of stuff. And go check it yeah. out. All right, Drew, anything else? No, that should be it. All right, cool, cool. Well, you've been listening to another Mandalorian Tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And may the force be with you. Always.
Needlessly Nerdy, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com. 